0: Welcome to Level Up, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and the faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We will explore the many adversity that each one of us experience and share our story to inspire and inform. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Welcome to Level Up. Hello, Level Up Tribe. Today we have a special guest, a lawyer, a student, and an amazing human being. Let's welcome Adiola Abatan. How are you doing today?
1: I am well, Professor Leila. Thanks for having me today.
0: Thank you so much for being here today and helping me inspire and inform our tribe on your journey to academia. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: Of course. So my name is Adiola Baton, like you said, and I'm a lawyer. I'm Nigerian. I'm from the pride of Africa. I moved to the U.S. in 2018 for my master's in law, and then I started at ANU with a general MBA, and I recently just changed tracks to an MBA in information technology. I currently work as a legal analyst with a legal consulting firm. I help businesses comply with laws and regulations. I also took an interest Recently took an interest in data privacy and I became a certified information protection professional. And now I'm looking into like data privacy roles. What else? I'm single and I have no kids. Thank God.
0: For now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Kids are a lot. I have two and I can speak for that for sure. What do you like about school?
1: Hmm. What do I like about school? First of all, I enjoy the thrill of last minute. However, I realize that I'm getting older and that adrenaline rush on a regular basis, it can be healthy. <laughs> um, I digress, but really what I love about school is learning about new things, really, is I love to acquire new skills and build on an existing knowledge, right? I feel great and confident when I'm learning new things. And very often I have like aha moments where I'm, I suddenly realize or recognize the concepts behind problems or solutions in the real world that I've experienced. So I live for those moments, really. However, this love for learning does not preclude me from getting frustrated when the process of learning becomes challenging, but I've learned over time that frustration is part of the learning process, really. So I'm going with it. I also enjoy meeting new people. So I'm a people person. I love being around people. I draw energies from others, really. And so I enjoy connecting with people from diverse backgrounds and learning new cultures and food and i think this has been the best part about living in the u.s for me just meeting people from various countries really Um, my housemate is indian interesting fact and i absolutely absolutely love him and i've learned so much similarities how much similarities indians and nigerians have in common school also keeps me like very open-minded i love getting involved in new opportunities and school, ANU offers me a platform for opportunities. I meet professors like you who share, you know, opportunities with me and I can take them on. School open my it also opens my mind to possibilities. Every day when I engage with discussions, my with other people, my opinions change and evolve. And I think that's one of the the best part of school is I continue to learn new things and and learn new viewpoints to issues in life and business, you know.
0: That's true. That's true. I, I love it. Yes, and I love meeting new people too, and I love learning different yeah. cultures for sure. What, if any, would you like your teachers to know about you that is relatable to their experience? Hmm.
1: That's an interesting one. Well, first off, I wish that my current professor would know that I'm very terrible with math. So I'm taking a <laughs> statistical class this term, and so I wish he knew that I'm terrible with math. And numbers give me anxiety, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> but seriously, I wish that professors would understand the peculiar challenges that come with being an international student. It's it's a hard knock life for a lot of us. And, and so I, I will speak personally for myself. I struggle and I'm constantly stressed, you know. And just the difficulty of being away from home and family, the exchange rates, navigating immigration, seeking employment. And just the, for me, like the general feeling sometimes of not being enough in a foreign land kind of takes a toll on, on on my mental health. However, in Maya Angelou's words, still I rise, right? Mm-hmm. I also think that professors should consider that networking is an important, it's not the most important part of, like, for example, my MBA program, right? And so networking takes time and it, it takes deliberate effort. So in this regard, I hope that um, professors could show like, more empathy and offer like, flexibility with deadlines, which kind of helps to take the pressure, pressure off and it makes a huge difference, really.
0: That's true. That's the reason why I do offer super flexible assignment submission, because I want you to submit something that you're proud of and that you're not feeling it. You're in a hurry, because I understand we hate we put multiple hats, a student, a person, a human being and and a friend, a best friend, a daughter. You know, all of those things happens in our life and we don't know every single person's journey of what they're going through right now, right? Um, Right. We're still going through the pandemic. Now we have a war happening and it's just a lot of negativity plus so much homework. It's like, okay, where do I, how do I prioritize things? And I think this gives me an idea of how I can provide support with my international students. So thank you for that idea, actually. (laughs) Yeah, what do you think your professor should do to keep you, you as a student um, engage in the classroom. Like, what kind of tips can you provide your teachers?
1: Oh. First of all, they need to reduce the assignments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm not also joking, right? I really think that too many assignments become monotonous, and it really takes away the essence of learning. A more engaging, like, approach to teaching. Like, I've seen students to contribute through videos, like you told me, um, role plays, powerpoints. You know presentations rather than like rather than like the traditional writing assignments right but also maybe inviting guests who are learned in the field to speak with the students this may be very inspiring and you know kind of improve students engagements i would also say like one of the biggest distractions to students you know even to everybody generally now is technology so professors can leverage on that rather than engage students in a refreshing way they can use polling apps like polling apps during classes. I remember one of your classes that I took. You did a polling. We did a polling activity
0: mm-hmm.
1: with, with Zoom, right? Yep. And so, those are ways to engage students and. And just, it keeps things in my memory. Like, I never, I'll never forget, you know, the activity and the, the concept we learned from that, really. Um, if I remember, it was about seeing the good about everything, you mm-hmm. know. So, and I think, lastly, is that professors need to engage us in more teamwork, right? Actually, post COVID, I personally, personally yearn for like more interactions with people. So, more teamwork definitely more
0: teamwork more class polls i i i get it I you right we are already privileged to have an opportunity to have technology uh, that we can use and leverage type of activities that would involve critical thinking teamwork and networking so why not leverage it good job right. i actually like that right. now what makes you feel inspired oh, um
1: that's a good question for me I think the top that perhaps I'm contributing to solving and tackling um, one of the world's most challenging problems, like, for example, climate change, it kind of keeps me going. So I did a lot of, like, research in, like, sustainability and climate change. Those kind of things give me purpose, and they kind of propel me to keep going, right? My parents is another big one. They sacrificed everything for me to... to to be here, you know, to to be who I am today. And so that drives me to really stay the course. I remember I was in the U.S. when my dad fell ill, and I couldn't go home at the time, you know, to kind of, while he was sick for briefly, and even after he passed, I couldn't go because it was about the time COVID started and things were crazy. And so when when um at times when I feel like giving up, I remember him and and i imagine that he's excited to see me continue dear to deer to dream. So that keeps me going and keeps me inspired really.
0: Wow, that's an amazing and I am sorry, condolence to you and your family for for losing a parent. That's hard. I, I remember my grandma, she's the one who raised me since I was a baby, really. And like you said, when, you know, I was born and raised in the Philippines. So when she died, I couldn't go back because I had some small kids. And it was really difficult. And I still today struggle with the thought that I didn't even say my last goodbye.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's hard.
0: Yeah, it is. And I can totally relate to that feeling. If I could remove all barriers and constraints, what project would you do? And would you want to be known only for that project?
1: Environmental justice. I'm very passionate about environmental protection and environmental justice. Anything environmental protection, I, I mean, that is me. The effects of climate change poses like an immediate and growing threat to the world at large. I mean, uh, aside from COVID, I think climate change is the biggest issue now. I mean, and also aside from the war, and vulnerable people and communities vulnerable communities face the greatest risk from climate change. Right. Ethnic and racial minorities are dispropor- disproportionately exposed and susceptible to the negative impacts of like, pollution, extreme weather events like hurricanes, tornadoes. And so, for example, in Nigeria, the, the Niger-Delta community in Nigeria that is rich in crude oil was exploited and, and the environment was destroyed and caused more hardship to an already a struggling community. So for me... Environmental justice is a social movement that stresses the need to protect all people from environmental harm. So I'm I'm very much involved in like environmental advocacy, research, community education, community representations, and things like that. I do that on, on a volunteer basis a lot now.
0: That's amazing. I, I actually really like that a lot because we need more people to care for the future, not just for today, right? Yes. Yeah. If you could tell your teachers one thing would make you stay engaged and participate in the classroom, other than like the polling, the breakout rooms, what would that be?
1: I think one thing that really helps is that I'm eager to participate in the classroom when a professor exceeds enthusiasm, right? And you're very I can see like the passion and you're very engaged with the topic or course. For example, Professor Lila, when I took your class, I was so I was so inspired. I told my friends, I'm like, wow, I'm taking this really cool course. The professor seemed very passionate about it. She seems to really know it, you know. Just the excitement when you, to- when you speak in class, you know, makes me want to continue, you know. So I think enthusiasm uh, is contagious and it's very exciting to see. So if a professor is excited and engaged with the course they're teaching, I would at least want to give it a chance, even if it's not, like, something I'm interested in, Right. right. And so... I think incorporating activities like making the lecture brief, right, and doing more of like discussions, stories, making students read aloud, group projects, it will make the class more engaging, really.
0: Yeah, and I, I found that out. I think role-playing and case study and discussing it, you know, what's happening in class uh, really works for the, for, for the class right now, that um, organizational behavior. So that's... That's actually an exciting class. I love that class. How did COVID change your life?
1: Oh, that, that's a that's a big question. COVID totally changed my perspective to life and to people. You know, it kind of renewed my faith in humanity and community. It reminded me of like the core values of community, family, friendships. And I learned really to appreciate like the supposedly little things that I previously took for granted. Just the skies, you know, fresh air and things like that. I have I have learned to embrace, to accept and embrace change and uncertainty as part of life since COVID. And like you emphasized in your class, I would always refer back to your class even though I took it twice um, is seeing the good in all situations and focus and focusing on the good things really and actually after battling COVID myself I learned to give myself grace you know and I've also learned to extend that grace to others like people are going through a lot and we all need one another and so I'm more very like deliberate when in my interactions with people right I, I extend grace really and One of the biggest things take away from me from COVID, COVID made me realize that I'm not as strong as I thought I was. I learned that it was okay not to be okay, and it was totally, totally normal for me to feel emotional to feel sad anxious scared and vulnerable i don't always have to put up a poker face and just having an outlet for expressing my emotions has really helped me a lot when we when covid restrictions eased off, i enrolled in boxing yoga strength training and zumba classes i joke and say zumba zumba is really my therapy and so, for me, it's okay to take a break and do nothing really. Another lesson I learned from Covid is to put my marks on first, not literally, um, <laughs> before helping others do the same. Really. It's like i have I've learned to prioritize my mental health and kind of version what external pressure I allow get to me. Lastly, COVID really kind of revealed unequal access to the inequalities, unequal access to resources, economic and health services that have, I mean, it's, it's been around for years, but COVID kind of brought it back to light. And so it reminded me really why I, I chose to study law and and reinforced in me the need to stay committed to advocating social equality.
0: That's true. What is the most challenging thing for you in the classroom?
1: Honestly, I think the most challenging for me is getting burnt out from sometimes the unrealistic numerous class assignments. I'd rather classroom activities that are more collaborative to encourage student engagement and connection with other students that just having to do these assignments by myself and really taking a, it takes away the essence of learning for me.
0: That's so cool. Yes. How do you stay inspired to do well in your class from all this, you know, external stuff and pressure?
1: What keeps me going really is self-motivation. Self-motivation keeps me going when external, like you said, external motivation fails. Self-motivation keeps me going. It drives me to keep going even in the face of setbacks. And practically speaking, I'm a very visual person, right? So how that translates is I made a vision board and I have like pictorial representations of like my goals and what drives them. I have pictures of my family, motivational quotes, Bible scriptures, words of affirmation. All those are on my wall. And so when I wake up, when I feel down, I just look at my wall, you know, and and those kind of help me stay inspired and stay across really.
0: Yeah, that's actually a great mantra to have like a vision board. I am myself, I love to see things and that's the reason why, when I do it in class, I I lecture for a little bit just because so you guys know what the meanings are. But I want you to show me that you understand it. And if you don't understand it, then we can discuss further how we can understand it. So I'm a visual learner, like I need to see what's happening. Nice. So I think a vision board is a great way to see what you're trying to do with your life. And if you like you say, when you get down, you're like, okay, this is my goal. I'm going to stick to this and how I'm going to do it is looking at, you know, representing what your goals, you know, is for and who is it for. Right. What would you like to add to this interview that inspire and inform other students and professors? i
1: would say that most importantly for me is you need to connect and believe in something greater than yourself. And for some people, that may be God. For others, it might be spirituality. It might For for another set it might be values you move by. But really, it's that higher purpose that gives you resilience, right? The power to withstand anything. I'd also say hang in there. Keep pushing. Don't let your circumstances distract you from the goal. And your life will definitely, it is going to get better as you move on in life. I'd say lastly, I would encourage others, students, professors, is. One thing I encourage is that we bring hope and be empathetic towards
0: one another. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what color, gender or region you're coming from. We're all brothers and sisters. This is true. Yeah, and we're just fighting for no reason, (laughs) really. Right. Right? Um, There is reason. It's called greed and power. but you know at the end of the day really if you think about it it doesn't matter we're all brothers and sisters right Absolutely. so this is amazing thank you so much for your time today being with our tribe today listeners and hopefully you'll inspire people to keep going and it's okay to, to prioritize yourself uh, because mm-hmm. sometimes you can't go f- move and be a cheerleader for others when you yourself need that motivation and and push and you know a break right
1: right Right. Right. Thank you so much for having me, Professor Leyland. I really enjoyed doing this.
0: Awesome. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you want to be a guest on my podcast or have questions, email me at docleland at gmail.com. Doc Leland spells D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. I will see you soon in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.